This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, Vetting Software Solutions in an ERP Selection. Sean Wendell is one of our speakers today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. Quentin DeWitt is our guest joining us today as well. Quentin is the consulting manager at ERP Advisors Group. On today's call, we will discuss the best ERP selection criteria and provide a sneak peek at our total certainty system for vetting enterprise software solutions. Welcome, Sean, Quentin, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. So, well, if you're ready, we can just dive right in. Yeah, Are you good with that? Let's go for it. Let's go okay. for it. Yep. We're ready, right, Sean? We're good. We're going great. Good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, vetting software solutions in an ERP selection. Uh, Sean, can you give us an overview of how we evaluate which ERP app will be right for a particular organization? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think along the way, we identified some best practices for ERP selection, and we looked at how do we codify or codify that into a methodology. And so we have what we call our total certainty selection process, where the goal, the outcome is that our clients are absolutely certain. They have total certainty with mm-hmm. the not only the software that they've chosen, but also the implementation partner. And I still, to this day, I'm like, can I really do that? Like, Quentin gets the selection and work with, like, do we really do that? How do you do that, right? Because there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of options for software. And then if you pick a product like a Microsoft product, there's hundreds and hundreds of vendors that implement it. So how can you be totally certain? Right. So, um Fortunately, we've, we've come about a way, we've developed a recipe, if you will, for how to get there. And it's, it's pretty straightforward, too. It sounds like, well, of course, this just works. But going through the process is a little bit more tedious. But the first thing we do is we help the client figure out what they really need. So that's that's really important, right? For any problem in life, don't right. you wish you had somebody? That Not just for think, software, right? I know, yeah. right? Like I'm yeah. hungry. Well, the problem that you have is you don't have the right food in the garage or in your freezer in the garage or in your, your kitchen or whatever, right? Basically what we do with our clients is say, what problems are we trying to solve with software? And are those problems really solvable with a new software application or are we making them actually worse? So we will look at a client's strategy, we'll look at their people, we'll Mm -hmm. look at their business processes and their technology, Mm -hmm. which is sort of a framework that's left over from an old consulting firm I used to work Mm -hmm. with. But it's really good, though, because it helps us to understand and observe exactly what the client is, what is really happening with these folks. And then we get into what their real pain points and limitations to growth are with their business processes. And from there, we can launch right into, can software really help or not? Ideally, what kind of software solutions would you have to solve these pain points? So, yeah, it's it's sort of a um, uh, kind of an organic process, actually, where it just kind of is how life and business and management and executive teams and users think about things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've been able to kind of develop this methodology so that, you know, at the end of that basic needs analysis, um, the first part of it anyway, the client can say, yeah, that's really what is broken. <clears throat> and we can say, this is how software can fix it. 
But then we go into even a lot more detail, which I'm sure we'll cover here in a yeah. little bit on our call, but, but we'll sure. also look at benefits and costs and apps in the market to then come up with some final recommendations where we could say to the client, like, this is it. You got a list of a couple apps and here's what the cost is going to be. Are you sure you really want to do this as a team and as an ownership team and as shareholders and stakeholders in that? So, mm-hmm. so it's a very much a process of, of really helping our clients really getting down to the nitty gritty of what we're trying to solve. And it's not like it's some like, you know, special recipe, like some magical thing that we pulled out of the air. It's just all the steps you need to go through to make a really complex decision. Simple. Right. Makes sense. Absolutely. Good. Right. Good, 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 good. If it was just that easy. I know. Right. right? But, oh my God. <laughs> but it's a great process for sure. Good. So, so Quentin, earlier today, you and I had a little bit of a discussion about the importance yeah. of demonstrations. Um, what can you tell us about this and how it fits into this process? Well, as Sean was saying, we have a very uh, unique way and a, a workable way to identify what you need. So the next part of it is finding mm-hmm the actual software to fit that. And that's part of our selection process, software selection process. Um, What that starts with is sort of a vendor vetting process, but that leads into a very important aspect of that vendor vetting, which is doing demonstrations. And those demonstrations can really show you the look and the feel of the application. They can show you its functionality, if it's going to meet your baseline requirements, high-level requirements. And then um, we usually have like a two to three part step in it, mm-hmm. um, a presentation demonstration to just kind of see what it looks like and see if it's the right software for your needs um, from a look and feel perspective. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go into a, a mini demonstration, we call it. So it's where you're starting to align the requirements that you have with the software. Um, and you can hit a few high level points, look at the functionality to see if it's flowing right or if it works with your processes. And then um, from there, we take it to uh, probably the most important part to fully match up those functional functional requirements to the software, which is a full demonstration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't stress the uh, high level of importance enough on that because a lot of times software vendors will just show you what they want you to see. Of course. And there's so many of them out there that how do you really know if it's going to meet your needs versus what the software's company mm-hmm. is telling you your needs are. So those demonstrations are highly important to that. And by the end of that process, you know not only is the software really close to what you need, um, you've seen it, you see if it works with your culture, your processes, if it has a good look and feel, mm-hmm. um, but you've also met your vendors. You've gotten a relationship started with your vendors, and you know if that particular software vendor or implementation partner can really help you to get to the finish line of implementing this new software package that may be huge and you haven't done it before mm-hmm. to get to the finish line successfully implemented and helping your business to grow. Right. So um, there's lots more that could be said around that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a, a good baseline. Yeah. I, I want to ask him a question. If sure. I can. Of course. So, so Quentin, what do you think the difference is in a selection between selecting the right app and the right partner? So the folks that do the implementation. Yeah. So um, there's a big difference. A lot of time you can have the right software. It can meet all of your needs, but the partner or the vendor selling Mm -hmm. it is not right. The relationship, their communication, they weren't responsive. Um, When you ask them questions about how they were going to resolve something, they had no answer. And it's a really sad point when you found the right software, Mm -hmm. but you haven't found the right partner. 
Oftentimes, though, you can go and find another partner that can implement that same software package if it's right. Vice versa, sometimes you find the right partner, and they are amazing. They, they The communication, the business process, the knowledge of your industry is all there, but the software package that they're trying to have you go with is the wrong package. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can mitigate this. They can do a different software package, um, but getting that relationship right is an important part of the whole mix. And you shouldn't move forward with selecting a software um, package until you have that worked out. And you know for sure on both sides of the equation that you have the right answer. Right. Because it would be pretty terrible to get into a project Mm -hmm. and an implementation and realize you're not a good fit. Yeah. Then what? Sort of (laughs) reminds us of maybe a marriage that we go that way. That's not a good thing. Let's stay away from that if we can. Absolutely. (laughs) Not that any of us in the room would have any knowledge on that. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So none of this is without difficulties, as we know. Yeah. Um, But, Sean, what sort of problems can someone reasonably expect to encounter during an ERP selection? Hmm. I well, know that's a big question. It is, but, but it's a great question yeah. though because there's um, I mean, there's realities, right? And then there's kind of what you think is going to happen and then what doesn't happen. Like it's, it's all over the place, but there's probably four areas that I think are the most important to look at for problems to try mm-hmm. to mitigate them in advance. The first one is just internal time, the people that are going to be required from a change management perspective. So you got to make sure that the people that are going to be using the new software have some say in what app gets selected. Okay. So that one in and of itself can just be very difficult. Not quite nightmarish, but Mm -hmm. it can be difficult because people are busy. People are busy and not everyone wants the same thing or thinks the same thing is usable or easy or what have you, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. And you got all these different viewpoints and people want to share their stuff and sometimes they should, sometimes it doesn't matter, but you have to work through that. So that's the first area. The second area is um, which partners to bring to the table. So just like you said, Q's short for Quentin. That's right. He's our Q guy, like James Bond. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. Um, We need to find a partner that knows the industry, that is somebody that you'd want to work with and Mm -hmm. would enjoy spending time with, as well as paying a lot of money because you're about to do that, but also knows the software app really well. Again, just like you said. Mm -hmm. So we got to find those partners. So that, that can be pretty tricky for sure. Then, I mean, it wouldn't be a good software selection discussion if we didn't bring up the magic of the sales demonstration. Mm. <laughs> right. The bells and whistles. The bells, right. the whistles. But, but what I really need to see are the gears and the shifter. Why do you keep showing me the bells and the whistles? And actually, as a confession, which I do sometimes mm. on these calls, we were in a demo earlier today mm. with a specific vendor. I do want to mention them, but I'm not going to. <laughs> And um, we're we're it's a pretty good it's a pretty good selection. It's for mm-hmm. a good sized business um, and uh, pretty complex software. And uh, we gave the vendor a script to do the mini demo, like Quentin talked about, which mm-hmm. is kind of a little bit high level, right? Right. But um, we were we were kind of watching the clock. That's kind of what we do. We help clients by just kind of being like the traffic cop or just making sure that the demo gets through what it needs to mm-hmm. get through, right? And I'm watching this demonstration go. One of my guys was really running the meeting, but I'm like, we're not getting into the app. Like first Mm -hmm. there was PowerPoint. Okay, can handle a little bit of power. And this is after the intro, by the way, right? So there was PowerPoint. This is how the app works. And I'm like, huh, okay, great. Why aren't you showing it to us? Are you telling us that it works this way in PowerPoint because it really doesn't do it? 
Then they go to the reporting and the analytics and the pretty dashboards, right? The mm-hmm. bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's good. I kind of like to see that too. Then I'm like, okay, let's see some transactions because that's what we're buying. That's what all the users that's are going right. to be using the app for is to, to see do what it can actually do. Exactly. Right. To see what it can actually do. Then he gets into this other thing, this workflow configuration. And he said, oh, yeah, well, one person's going to set up the workflow. Everybody's going to use the workflows. But I'm like, wait a minute. Well, show us the app. So I, at, at about uh, 59 minutes into it, I'm like, you need to get into the product now. Mm. Like, and it, he was like, okay. So it was fine, but I, I I was trying to kind of work with my internal people too who were on the call and kind of communicating about the way the demo was going. And I said, have we seen the product to my team? They're like, no. Mm. So isn't it Yikes. interesting that right. you give somebody a couple mm. hours to do this? Now, I will tell you this, that from that point, zoop, he covered all the functionality. So it was great. Thank goodness. So, yeah, thank goodness. Right. But, but, you know, again, this is kind of our third item of the software salesperson um, kind of magic and pizzazz that mm-hmm. some people will have a tendency to focus on those, those things versus just the real app. Right. So watch out for it. Okay. But the good guys, they get it. And good, good gals, they know, okay, we're done with the dashboards and reporting. Let's jump into the, you know, how do you do a journal entry upload and set up a, you know, amortization chart or some boring quote unquote thing. But that's what we're buying. So just right. watch out for that. Okay. That's a problem. I'd say the fourth problem is definitely um, really getting to the final pricing. Like, what is this thing really, no kidding, going to cost us? Mm -hmm. Because if we get into something and it's more than we thought, people get fired over that. So in the selection process, we want to be very, 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 very certain that we know exactly what we're buying. Mm -hmm. We know the services that are going to be required to do the buying. We need to know the data migration that has to get moved. And if there's some additional costs with that, do we need a PM? Do we need to hire like a massage therapist or do we need to bring in like margarita machines to keep people going? You know, whatever the costs are, let's look at those. Those are four areas to think about. Okay. And that I'm sure isn't all of it, right? Right. There's tons (laughs) more, but those are good. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, So cute. I was wondering, can you provide some real world advice to our listeners today based on your experience with vendor vetting? Absolutely. So I think probably one of the... uh, biggest pieces of advice is I, I can give you is that don't just go out and start contacting software vendors. That's there good. are a lot of software vendors out there, but there's a few things you need to do before you talk to any software vendors or even look at software. You need to know your requirements, even if it's just a high level set of requirements baseline. But before you do anything, know your requirements because mm-hmm. otherwise you will get sidetracked. The sales flashiness will direct you in one direction or another, you may even be looking in the wrong vertical for software. So know your requirements upfront. Once you know them, don't contact the software vendor immediately. Do some online research, really find out what um, software packages, what level of software packages, there's different tiers of software. Mm-hmm. So go and vet some vendors and assemble a short list of vendors. So go look at them, do online vetting, take a look mm-hmm. at the company, take a look at the software packages, how long they've been in business. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you can do online before you talk to any of them. Because what you don't want to go out and do is talk to 20 or 30 software vendors. Then you're going to have an influx day after day of right. salespeople calling you, trying True. to get you to look at their software. And mm-hmm. it may be the right software. It may not be, but you're going to get too much back if you do it that way. So if you know your requirements and then you pre-vet your mm-hmm. vendors, to kind of get your short list together, maybe three, four, five vendors, sometimes a little bit more. Then you can reach out specifically to mm-hmm. them and tell them 
what your requirements are right. and get um, feedback specifically around those requirements versus like an example of that. That's what I'm trying to think. Um, of. I'll give a sort of uh, off side industry on um, the fire industry. Mm-hmm. It's not a typical finance or manufacturing or wholesale distribution. Fire right. industry is a great example. Um, if you think, oh, there can only be a handful of fire apps out there. Um, there's more than 80 mm-hmm. core fire apps that you could be looking oh, wow. at. If you just went out searching. So when you really narrow it down, though, there are about three to four really good fire apps that mm-hmm. you might want to put in your fire department. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you had contacted those 80, you would just have a nonstop flood exactly, of information. Too right? much to deal with. Too much to sort. By the time you got through 10 or 15, you wouldn't even know which one you would talk to first or who had what feature, etc. So... By narrowing the scope first and getting to the real good, you know, golden eggs mm-hmm. um, or the diamonds in the rough, you, you narrow the field, then you can really dive in with them. You can start a relationship. You can do the demo process that we were talking mm-hmm. about. Right. Make sure that you've seen it. Oh, it looks pretty good. Then go to a high level of demonstration. So that's one of the things. Um, once you have done that pre-vetting and you have reached out, given them your requirements, you get responses back. Um, and so there's... And and then this gives you another opportunity to even further narrow the field. Mm-hmm. And it's not wasting a lot of their time or your time. So you can narrow the field down. You can have two or three vendors. And then you can take them into your real final selection round to pick the right one. Because there's too much out there to do it any other way. That's right. And you'll you'll fail to even select if you don't do it in a very organized fashion. So there's lots of other things that can be said about this. There's um, details that you can look at, like, is the company going to get bought by another company? Oh, this Absolutely. is this is a sort of a jewel of what we do yes. here is really vetting the vendor, even to a certain degree, more than the software. Because mm-hmm. in the business world, as you well know, Companies buy other companies. They see something nice over there or their competitor Mm -hmm. and they just want to buy them out and that software is going to go away. So you need to know that they're going to be there for you down the road. Is this, is this just, Oh, for the next year I'm going to use this or is this five years, 10 years? Right. So vetting the vendor is of the utmost importance and. There's a lot more that can be said around that. Yeah. I mean, because it sounds overwhelming, right? Trying to just approach it high level, you know, as you say. I mean, it's a lot of information out there, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think we've got a few minutes. I have to to interject (laughs) on something that's kind of funny. Again, I mean, if I look at kind of, I know you both very well, of course. I love you guys. and working with you. It's been a lot of fun over the years. We do have some things in common. We have some things that aren't. But if we look at our relationships, right, we've been through good things and bad things, all of us together, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay. And, and it's kind of funny because a client or a prospect to us who doesn't laugh at this analogy is probably not a good client for us, honestly, because okay. we're kind of like real people and we get into it. Because if you look at a software selection process, like I think about what I did at some of the former consulting firms, mm-hmm. super big projects and very serious and everything else. That's not us, right? We're, we will always get to the right answer, but we're going to have fun and make sure we know everybody along the way. Right. So, right. And my wife is in the next oh, room boy. too, right? <laughs> if you don't see the, the similarity of what we're talking mm-hmm. about with dating, then you're missing the whole point. Everything you can like you, what everybody should do who's hearing this, okay, is go back, like we just go back, like literally right now, go back about three minutes and listen to what Quentin said and think about it from your own perspective of de- 
fascinating because it really is important. Like the, the thing about it though, is that, that there are your vetting options. Mm -hmm. You're going to be kind of tied in and basically your job is dependent on the software right. going well. If you're, so there's the dependencies right. and the creation and the uh, importance is at that level, if not higher sometimes. Right. That's right. So That's right. it is, it is really funny when you talk about kind of real world, you know, scenarios of things that have happened where we've had clients say, this is the application I want to go with. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Oh boy, that's <laughs> the wrong one. Right. And now we have to show you like you would like your best buddy or your best gal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my gosh, you're dating this guy and this is, he's bad for you. But how do you get the person to see it? You go to facts. Right. That's why we right. always do a fact-based fact, fact -based selection process with that total certainty process. Okay. It's like, this is it. So Quentin did a really good job with that public safety organization recently, Had came down to two vendors, and, and you kind of had to say, okay, uh, there's vendor A, vendor B. What's really going to happen with these guys long-term? Like, for right. real. Like, how are they financially structured? Which one's taking private equity? Which one's still family-owned? How long have they been family-owned? For 30 years? Well, they're not really looking at growing and expanding necessarily. Whereas these other guys are taking in a lot of money. There's going to be a liquidity event. Are they mm -hmm. going to sell to somebody else? Well, you dig in deeper and deeper and deeper. And it turns out these folks are on an acquisition spree. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to buy the one that's owned by the family. Because when you give the family a big check, you know, they want to run the business mm -hmm. and all that. But you put right. $25 million, $30 million, $40 million or whatever in front of them. They're like, okay. Yeah. So... So that right. was really good because we ended up going with the vendor in that scenario who was more financially backed and had mm -hmm. a growth strategy, whereas the other one was more kind of harvesting and just doing what they were doing. So again, you know, friends don't recommend bad dating partners, right? right? <laughs> it goes back to the relationship. It it's like does. you are making a relationship. And, right. and do you want a long-term partner? Right. Most likely, if you're selecting software, you want you, a long-term partner. That's, that's right. exactly right. So think and about one it you that like. Way. Yes. Yeah, because you're stuck exactly with them. Right. And yes. you might as well have fun with it and enjoy that's it. That's right. Good. Sean, you and your dating analogies. <laughs> <laughs> the know. best. Exactly. The best. <laughs> the best. So, okay. So with that said, I know we've covered a lot today. Um, is there one thing, Sean, that you would want our listeners to remember most today about vetting ERP solutions? You know, I've been looking at that um, there's actually kind of two different viewpoints that I'll take. The one is you're on your own to do it. So if you're on your own to do this, the one thing you have to keep in mind is um, you'll know who the right one is to do business with. If you're not sure, keep doing the selection, keep doing your diligence, find out what's different. Never, ever, ever will you ever have two vendors that do the exact same thing. It's oh, sort of like, to know. again, yeah. two people, super, super mm -hmm. important. And I mean, we have had, uh, intact NetSuite. We've had Microsoft Infor. We've had all these names of all these vendors in the market that we have taken down to the finalists. And you'd be just astonished when you really dig in into mm -hmm. the differences between all these vendors, like Quentin said, the companies, mm -hmm. their software solutions, and the implementation partners, as well as cost, as well as fit with your organization mm -hmm. and knowing your industry, every single vendor is different. Right. So if you're like, oh, I could go with either one, uh-uh, you got to keep digging and find out what the differences are if you're And on then your it'll own. become obvious. It's just obvious. Like it is literally like, boom, like the whole team's like, well, yeah, we got to go with those guys. Cool. Let's go. Like you do it. Then you start okay. the hard part, which is the implementation. Right. That's where the risk right, is. Right, 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 right. But the other view I would say is... Um, people really need to understand that there is real help in the market for here. I mean, there's us, you know, mm -hmm. we like people that are fun and don't mind the relationship, 
mm-hmm. you know, metaphor. Um, <laughs> some people are like, I'm too serious for that. Fine. Right. We're probably not the best firm for you, honestly. But, um, but you know, we have a tons and tons and tons of stuff mm-hmm. on our website. Thanks to Sean and to you mm-hmm. for pulling a lot of things together. Sean Orthman, our digital marketing right, manager, right, who's right. over there in his headphones. He's done a great job. Out. Yes. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but also, you know, some of the other folks that do what mm-hmm. we do, we won't mention their names, mm-hmm. but they got lots of great stuff on their website right. and, and you can find a lot of assistance and help out there. Like we've kind of evolved past this, like, Oh, ERP is this magical, scary thing that I have to do that I'm going to get wrong. Right. It's not like that anymore. You know, it's like getting a, like a teeth, uh, you know, filling or a crown or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty like everyday stuff. Companies are selecting, organizations are selecting the right software for them right now. That is happening. I mean, right. all of our customers do it. Mm-hmm. As I look back, I'm like, who's going to yell at me after this? There's <laughs> oh, one no. that was oh, like, no. oh, oh, no. but we've done ma- tons and tons and tons of projects where clients are like totally certain. Right. So it can happen. It's not like there's some, again, big barrier in ERP that either makes the selection um, a failure or the implementation too. You can do this stuff successfully. Find the information that's there to do it. Right. Well, this is a great start because I know there's a lot more to it, as Quentin mentioned, Sean mentioned. So we will revisit this at a later date, I am sure. But thank you guys for your time today. Thank you for joining us. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software consulting firms, advising mid to large sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications, including ERP, CRM, HCM, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. This has been the ERP Advisor.